the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about angels, God's messengers, and their direct involvement in the lives of humans. You may not necessarily see the angels like Joseph, but I don't see electricity in this room, but I see the result of it, you see. Look, we may not see, comprehend, or understand, but God has heavenly beings at your disposal to guide, to encourage, to strengthen, Some of the most fascinating stories in the Bible are about human encounters with angels. The book of Acts, chapter 10, tells about a man at Caesarea, a Roman centurion named Cornelius. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Well, there's more to the story, of course, but this account confirms for us that angels are real. And this is just one case when angels speak to us. More about these messengers of heaven next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher, Pastor Mark Findlay. Mark has spent more than 40 years in Christian ministry and has preached 17 series televised throughout the world with his sermons translated into more than 50 languages. Today, Pastor Mark begins a three-part message focusing on angelic visitations to mankind as recorded in the Bible. The study is called When Angels Speak to Us. Now, if you have to leave us early and you want to hear what we're about to present again at some other time, the entire message is available for listening through the website hopelives365.com. Now, we might not have a clear understanding about angelic beings and their purpose, but today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark begins sharing what the Bible has to say about specific appearances of God's holy angels uh, when they showed themselves to mankind. Here's Pastor Mark Finley. From 1979 to 1985, my wife and I had the opportunity of teaching for Andrews University in the city of Chicago, where I taught at the Lake Union Soul Winning Institute. Later, it became the North American Division Evangelism Institute. And while we were there, we very often held evangelistic meetings in the city of Chicago. I think I held, oh, 12, 14 evangelistic meetings there. And so we'd teach during the day and go out and visit people in the afternoon or evening. On one occasion, a mother was coming to our evangelistic meetings, and she was praying for her son. Her son was in his 20s. He had been coming to our meetings and had accepted the message of Bible truth, but there was one challenge that he had. He was smoking, and he couldn't seem to give up smoking. So his mother came to me, and she said, Pastor Mark... I know you've helped hundreds, thousands of people quit smoking. Could you go visit my son and help him? So we went out to visit the boy, and I sat down and began to read the promises of God's word and pointed out to him that as long as he looked at his weakness and didn't claim the promises, it would be difficult for him to overcome. 
I asked him, do you really want to overcome smoking? Yes, pastor, I do. Do you believe smoking is not in harmony with God's will? Yes, pastor, that's what I believe. And so we talked about the promises of God. And so I said to him, look, if you really want to quit, when do you believe God's going to give you power? Well, when I ask him, are you going to ask him today? Yes, pastor, I'm going to ask him today. Do you believe he's going to deliver you today? Yes, pastor, I believe that. All right, go get all your cigarettes. So he went and got, he only had one pack of cigarettes in the house. So he went and got this pack of cigarettes, put it down on the floor, and we knelt to pray. Well, as I prayed, I prayed that God would give that young man victory, and I didn't think very much of it. I put my hands on the cigarettes and uh, kind of unconsciously picked them up and put them in my pocket. I was driving back to teach for Andrews, my students, with his cigarettes in my pocket. Now, that's another story for another day of what happened. But before I got back to my office, he had called his mother. And my secretary told me this when I walked into my office. He called his mother and he said, Mother, mother, you're not going to believe it. God worked a miracle. Pastor Finley prayed and the Lord sent an angel down and took my cigarettes away. I never had the heart to tell him what actually happened. A lot of people have confusing thoughts about angels. And uh, although angels are prevalent throughout the Bible, their idea about angels is quite fuzzy, quite hazy. They don't have a clear picture of the role and function of angels in Scripture. But when you look at angels in the Bible... The first mention of angels, of course, is at the gates of the Garden of Eden, when God sent two angels with flaming swords to protect that garden from human beings going back in. Then we find angels appearing to Abraham and Sarah and to reveal that they are going to have a child in their old age. We find angels coming to Manoah to instruct Manoah and his wife about how to raise their child. They came to concern parents. We find angels coming to Lot to haste him out of sinful Sodom. We find angels coming to Daniel and bringing him a prophetic message. Angels shutting the mouth of lions in the lion's den. We find angels guiding Elijah and directing ravens to feed him. And you remember the story of Elisha when he's trapped in a city and God sends angels to surround that city in fiery chariots to put a wall of protection. We find angels in the New Testament there to deliver Peter from prison and guide Peter to Cornelius and Cornelius to Peter. Angels are all through the Bible. You find the angel that comes down and uh, delivers Paul and causes that great earthquake. But more than any other place in the Bible, you find angels in the story of the birth of Christ. An angel comes to Joseph, an angel comes to Mary, an angel comes to the shepherd, shepherds, and an angel comes to Joseph again. And in those four stories, we find vital truths about angels and vital lessons for our lives today. The reason we read scripture is not simply to fill our heads with information, but to gain spiritual gems in our own walk. So let's go to each of these four stories in Scripture, each of these four scenarios, and they reveal 
that we are not alone in our struggles. They reveal that we're not alone in our difficulties. They reveal that we're not alone in life's challenges, that we're not alone in raising our children. We're not alone when we get on a car to go on a holiday trip. We're not alone when we are in the decision-making process of life. We are not alone on life's journey. Angel stories in the Bible, more than anything else, are to reveal to us that all the resources of heaven are available to God's people and we're not alone in the journey of life. Heaven has provided us with all the resources necessary to live an abundant, joyful life, with all the resources necessary in the battle for evil, in all the resources necessary to be victorious over the evil one. Before we go to the the narrative of these four stories in Christ, take your Bible, Psalm 103, verse 20. God has provided for us heavenly angels. Remember in the book of Revelation... How many of the angels were evil that were cast out of heaven? How many? About one-third of them, right? So what that means is the good angels outnumber the bad angels two to one. The majority of angels have remained loyal to Christ, and they are available to us in the journey of life. Psalm 103, and you're looking there at verse 20. Let's read it together. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Notice, bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength. The angels of God excel in strength. They are heaven's resources in the battle between Christ and Satan. Pastor Mark Finley talking about the reality that we're not alone in this world and the resources of heaven, God's angels, are ready and willing to come alongside to assist, protecting us and responding to our calls for help. You're listening to Hope Lives 365 with Mark Findlay. Uh, speaking of help from above, we have a small book from Pastor Mark that's filled with stories of people whose lives were touched by God in times of trouble. It's called 13 Life-Changing Secrets, about those who've been staggered by the blow of divorce or drug addiction, abuse, abandonment, death, financial problems. But by learning about a loving God, they gained life-changing lessons about the peace of forgiveness, the joy of the Sabbath rest, the promise of heaven, and the power of prayer. Ask for your copy of the book, 13 Life-Changing Secrets. It's yours in return for a gift of any amount to this ministry. You can call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or order it from the website, hopelives365.com. And this quick reminder that you can hear the entire presentation of today's message from Pastor Mark at our website. For a nominal fee, you can actually download the audio file. When Angels Speak to Us. Look for that title at hopelives365.com. Coming up, Pastor Mark shares that historically and still today, the angels of heaven are protecting and assisting us in choosing the right way to go every day of our lives. As you and I are in the decision-making process of life, whenever you're in that crossroads of life as you are praying, 
God sends heavenly angels so that you can make a clear decision for the kingdom of God. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a little while, I'll have details about a valuable resource that you're going to want to have in your own home. It's a hardcover book, a reference book, actually, that addresses a wide range of biblical topics. It's called What the Bible Says About. Stay with us for more about that. But right now, Pastor Mark is offering an eye-opening look at how angels advise and help us think clearly, making God-honoring choices. Pastor Mark Finley points to the nativity story encountered in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. Now, as I mentioned, there's no place in the Bible that demonstrates the might, the power, the wisdom of angels than in the nativity scene. So we first go to the story of Joseph. There are four appearances of angels in the scene of the birth of Christ, and they come in this order. They first appear to Joseph when he is about ready to make a critical decision in his life. Joseph is about ready to divorce, and the word divorce is used in the Bible, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about marriage in the New Testament, but he's about ready to put away or divorce this young woman, Mary, that he's betrothed to. What if he would have done that? What if Joseph would have walked away? Would Jesus have been brought up without an earthly father? What if Joseph, being a just man, would have done what he thought was right? He was in the verge of making decisions. Point number one about angels. They beat back the forces of hell so that you and I can think clearly to make the best possible decision for Christ. We're going in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. And we're going to take a look at this first angelic visitor, glean the lessons that we can learn for our lives today, tomorrow, and throughout the Christian journey. Matthew chapter 1, we're looking at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, another word for espoused there is betrothed to Joseph, I should explain to you a little bit about New Testament marriage. In the New Testament, when a young woman was 12 or 13 years old, her parents made a decision to have her engaged to a young man. It was a engagement came at about 12 or 13. The 12 or 13 year old had nothing to do with the decision because a decision so important should not be left in the hands of a 12 or 13-year-old. So the parents made the decision. They were engaged. By the time they came typically to their mid-teens, they were then betrothed. Betrothal was different in biblical times to engagement. Betrothal was a legal contract that the young man and young woman had the choice in at that point. So they were betrothed together in this legal contract. When the legal contract took place, it was as formal as marriage is today, except for those teenagers did not enter into the 
special intimate relationship in marriage. But it was necessary for the male who was betrothed to that female to provide for her financially. It was later on, approximately a year or so later, when the marriage took place. So the scene that we read here is not engagement, but it's betrothal which is a legal contract that had taken place where Joseph was actually supporting Mary at the point. Now, we look here in verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused, betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, that's before they were formally united in marriage, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is incredibly a serious thing. Joseph has two choices here. The first choice, she is pregnant and they're not married. So the first choice Joseph has when he discovers that is this. The first choice is to bring her before the entire community, condemn her for being pregnant out of wedlock, and have her stoned. That's choice number one. The second choice that Joseph has is to go to two or three of the elders of the church, describe what has happened, legally break the contract that he's had with her to be married and put her away quietly, send her to Elizabeth's house or somebody else's house in another village. So Joseph is a just man and he wants to make the choice that is very best for Mary not to bring her through the public embarrassment. Next verse. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example. So he's not going to bring her before the village where stoning is a possibility. His love for her is so great. Was minded or decided to put her away privately. So he made the decision already to violate the legal contract. He's He's going to divorce her legally. He is at the point of his life to make one of the most serious decisions of his life. He is at a crossroads in his life. And the Bible says, but while he thought on these things, so he's meditating about it. Have you ever been at the crossroads of your life? Have you ever made, been at a decision-making process in your life? Have you ever been thinking, should I sell my house or shouldn't I sell my house? Should I move or shouldn't I move? Should I go into this profession as a young person or shouldn't I? Should I get married or should I not get married? Is this the time for me to retire or is it not for me the time to retire? We all have those crossroads in our life. Will we come to those decision moments in life? Notice what scripture says. But while he thought on these things, verse 20, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not. Don't fear in the crossroads of your life. Don't fear in the decision that you're going to make, because heaven will provide light for you. Don't fear to take Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Ghost shall bring forth a son, and you'll call his name Jesus, for you save his people from their sins. Joseph made an eternal decision because the Spirit of God worked on his heart through the ministry of angels. There are angels hovering around. As you and I are in the decision-making process of life, whenever you're in that crossroads of life as you are praying, 
God sends heavenly angels to beat back the forces of hell that are enshrouding your mind with darkness so that you can make a clear decision for the kingdom of God. God promises in the decision-making process of life his guidance. Take your Bible, please, and turn to Psalm 32 and verse 8. Here is an incredible lesson for us. We're not alone in the decision-making process. We may not recognize it. We may not fully understand it. Our eyes may not see heavenly beings working in our behalf. And our minds may not comprehend what God is doing. But this we know. His promises are sure. His word cannot fail. Heavenly beings still guide his children. Psalm 32, verse 8. There is a great controversy in the universe. There is an intergalactic struggle in the universe. And the forces of darkness, the forces of hell, enshroud our minds to keep us from making wise, intelligent, clear decisions. But thank God, angelic beings from heaven above wing their way from worlds afar And they bring light to our minds so we can make decisions for eternity. Psalm 32, verse 8. God promises, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you shall go. I'll guide you with mine eye. How does God instruct us as we pray? He sends angels to enlighten our minds. He sends the Holy Spirit to inspire our hearts. My point is this. You may not necessarily see the angels like Joseph, but I don't see electricity in this room, but I see the result of it, you see. I don't see radio frequencies, but when I I turn on my radio, I hear the radio. I don't see television light waves, but when I push that little remote, look, we may not see, comprehend, or understand, but God has heavenly beings at your disposal to guide, to encourage, to strengthen. The first angel visits Joseph. The second angel visits Mary, that she would be bearing the Christ child. Pastor Mark Findlay on the important ministry of angels in harmony with the Spirit of God, providing guidance to us for those critical decision-making moments in the crossroads of our lives. This is Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark is back in a moment, but first I want to mention that uh, we have a terrific resource to say thank you for your significant gift to this ministry at Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to Pastor Mark's 530-page hardcover book, What the Bible Says About. It's really a comprehensive study guide providing biblical readings covering most any biblical question that you might have, including chapters on what the Bible has to say about uh, why am I here, where did I come from, and what does the future hold. In return for your generous gift of $50 or more, request a copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark Findlay titled What the Bible Says About. Get in touch today at hopelives365.com. You can make a donation there or request it when you call 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-HOPE. We, of course, welcome your cards and letters and your testimony of how these studies on Hope Lives 365 are benefiting you. 
Let us know today when you write Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. We hope to hear from you soon. Something dramatic happened that day that changed her life forever. An angel appeared to her and said, Mary, you will be with child, the Christ child. In a few moments, Pastor Mark closes out today's program of Hope Lives 365. That day. The most exciting thing that had happened in her life was she was now betrothed to the village carpenter, Joseph. But something dramatic happened that day that changed her life forever. An angel appeared to her. Pastor Mark Finley closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365. Join us as Pastor Mark will continue with part two of this study, When Angels Speak to Us. That's on the next Hope Lives 365.